2: time will be it's five o'clock five o'clock one step closer to my own personal health this is prime time on sports radio 1080 the fan we expect the best we're not afraid to break someone do you hear me prime time is your source for the best in local regional and national sports go ahead and clap Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rod, I'm miserable. I had to get up at ten o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanit. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Prime time on 1080,
3: the fan. All right, welcome back. Pleased to have you along. It is
4: Tuesday with your sports bros. Yeah, it is. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. It's
3: not raining. Last night, no, that
4: was nice. Again, I got to take the dogs out for a walk this morning and not get uh, dumped on. Yeah, and I did encounter the three percenter. But other than that, it was a wonderful little morning. Coming up tonight in our club hour, um, rest in peace takeoff. Yeah, this was a, gone too soon. This was a big deal in the, uh, the hip hop community. You see Deion Sanders in response to this? His team's playing in
3: Houston. I did not. Yeah, they, I did see that. He's up.
4: putting the players under lock and key at the uh, hotel in Houston. They're not going to be allowed to go out uh, while oh. they're there. Why? Well, this the the shooting took place in in Houston, and and uh, he just basically is saying that he's tired of this stuff, and he doesn't. What he basically a lot of distractions can happen when you're out and about with with the wrong people. Like this oh. was a dice game at two thirty in the morning outside of a bowling alley.
3: Yeah, and I I play in those, and I tell you they get they get heated. Well, look,
4: it's again, it's not. I'm not trying to victim blame here at all. But if you told me that a You know that that something was shot up, and you said it was a dice game at a bowling alley at two thirty in the morning. That seems like a pretty sketchy place to be. Well, I don't,
2: I don't totally know about the Dion angle on this, but I mean, are they supposed to stay anywhere near where that happened? It feels like a little bit of a knee jerk, like saying, "Oh, we're going to play Northwestern in Chicago this weekend," but because of all the violence, no one's going out.
4: That that I don't know. It just I saw that he was he he was gave a pretty impassioned plea about um, you know the African American community and, and losing people and people that they look up to and. Uh, takeoff was a big influential uh, guy in that scene. And he just said, he's basically going to protect his players. And he's like, if you want friends and family, you can bring them to the hotel, but we're not going out.
3: Should I have known who takeoff was?
4: Uh, Migos. I mean, I, I can't say that I'm super familiar with, uh, with all of their work, but I'm certainly familiar of the band.
2: Yeah, I don't know them either. We'll play some Migos coming back from the next break. Please do. Um, that'll be
3: in the club. Did you see where the Oath Keepers ate after the riots of January 6th at the Capitol?
4: I did not. Were they with the Three Percenters? Oh, you can eat breadsticks, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Olive this, Garden.
3: This story is great. Now, the Oath Keepers are... How, how it's different the, are they than the 3%? I, I think it's like, the, and then the Proud
4: Boys, and then it's like, who's they're, who? They're all malicious. Who's who? I don't are know. Are they all
3: fight, fighting each other? What, what is I think, happening?
4: I think they're all pushing for the same goal here. Maybe just a, a little different branding. They seem like right. wonderful people. Well, wait to you hear that story.
3: But um, this hour, we'll get back to the NFL trade deadline, the Ducks number eight in the college football playoff rankings, and so much more to discuss right now, the Hot Five at Five. Oh.
2: Hot Topics, Hot Opinions Oh, golly, I'm hot today And Hot Air It's time for the Hot 5 at 5 It's hot The Hot 5 at 5 on prime time with Isaac and Sue No, I mean
1: it, that's very hot
2: The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan oh, Number five, five, 5 Number 5
3: The one thing I did not tease that I need to because we've yet to talk about it today with everything that's gone on. is the Steve Nash uh Nets oh, yeah. situation. <laughs> Ime Udoka the, now involved.
4: Come on down. Nets, keep your uh, wives close to you.
3: World Series game three. They're gonna play it. Yes. In Philadelphia tonight. It looked much better,
4: uh, the the weather report. As
3: a matter of fact, they are in the top of the first. Uh Houston and uh, the Phillies. Series tied 1-1. No Noah Syndergaard. It's Ranger Suarez for Philly tonight.
4: So they're going bullpen game? But I thought they were going to try to do that with Syndergaard. But they, apparently they're well, going to do that in he's game. He's going tomorrow. Okay. They're saying. Don't understand why so they're, they're doing that. They're playing
3: game three tonight, game four tomorrow, and game five Thursday. Yeah, because it's three in a row in And then Philly. if they need, you know, then six and seven, they'd be the, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so it's McCullers on the bump for Houston. Well, let's go Phillies.
2: Yeah. Let's go Phillies. No, Ashton. Number four. A
3: week after benching Matt Ryan, the Colts lost, so now they've fired their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady.
4: Although I'm pretty sure Frank Wright calls the plays, but he can't fire himself, so there's
3: that. He does call the plays. Brady was in charge of game planning and play design. Uh, Indianapolis 30th in the league in scoring. It appears that they miss... Nick Sirianni. Yeah. And as you he, remember, he came from Indy. Look at what they're doing in, in Philly. Without Nick Sirianni, the Colts have
4: gone dreadfully south. Well, it is interesting. You look at their quarterback situation since Andrew Luck, man. It is just a revolving door there. And it's not a horrible team, but I think some of the lack of weapons on the outside got exposed. And, you know, it's some one too many old quarterbacks, you know, from Phillip Rivers to, to Matt Ryan. And at least now you're going with the youth movement and see what you got. The Bills have activated cornerback Tradavius White from the pup list. Yeah, because that's what one of the best defenses in the league needs is one of the best corners coming well, back. They had him.
2: Look, nah, they, he's been. Yeah, he hasn't played he's a game all hurt. year.
4: He's been recovering
3: from ACL surgery. They only went six and one without him. So, <laughs> uh, and the Seahawks have cut corner
4: Sidney Jones. Number three. their secondary has is picked up. Like that notion that their defense is dreadful. Look, it's not great, but that defense is trending in the right direction. Wait, I thought, weren't you saying they were terrible earlier in the show? Yeah, it's, at the beginning of the year, it was statistically one of the worst two or three defenses well, in the NFL. I thought you still called it dreadful. It is, well, it's not great, but it's getting better. When you take the last handful of games and, and you separate those from the, the start of the year, they're they're playing at a top 15 level, and even if you put it all together... They're somewhere in the, the mid to low twenties. This thing is trending in the right well, direction for Seattle.
3: I looked it up. They're ranked twenty-fourth and twenty-seventh in scoring in yards. So yeah. It's not great.
4: Well, that's why I said at the beginning of the year, it was awful. You take the last couple weeks. It is getting much, much better.
3: Uh the first college football playoff rankings have been released. Uh whoa. that was wait, I hadn't gotten to it yet.
1: Number two.
2: We, we were got out of town on it.
3: Now we, we're behind. We got stuck on Seattle's defense. All right, defense. so Oregon is eighth. Yes. USC is ninth. LSU is 10th. Beavs 23. Go, Beavs. The top six look like this. Yes, the Beavers are in there, so that's great. Um, number one is Tennessee. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Georgia. Georgia and Tennessee play this weekend. Uh, 4 is Clemson, Michigan 5 and Alabama is the top 1 loss team at 6.
4: Yeah, remember a lot of these teams still have to play each other so a lot of football left to be uh, played out but Clemson and TCU both with. pretty good pass to possibly go undefeated. Also
3: on George's front, their uh, defense is ranked third in the country, but one of their best players is now out for the season as they lost linebacker Nolan Smith to a torn peck. Yeah. So they thought that he may be able to pull a J.J. Watt and just kind of rest it, but they said, nope, gotta cut it, and he's done. Alright, number two, Nets have fired head coach Steve Nash, and while Jacques Vaughn will take over for the moment, Rock Chalk, the report is uh, the new coach will be Ime Udoka. Remember him? I do. The Celtics coach who had been suspended for violating team policies uh, apparently, Boston's just going to let him go, and they're working on a deal right now.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're Ime Adoka, I mean, I guess it's better than not having a job. But, boy, you're inherited a mess. Number one.
0: But a talented mess? Number one. Number
2: one.
3: Also, according to Chris Haynes, Blazers are going to get Gary Payton uh, back no earlier than November 15th.
4: Yeah, they said he is increasing his workload, and then after the, the six-game road trip, they'll make a further evaluation.
3: So at least a couple weeks. NFL trade deadline came and went today, and it was popping. A lot of moves. Broncos uh, dealt linebacker Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for at least the first-round pick that they got from the Niners in the Trey Lance deal.
4: Yeah, it's a nice little move for Miami and if you're Denver, but uh, he's just been hurt so much over his career, and you didn't want to pay him this offseason. Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley's been suspended. Of course, he's out for the
3: season due to that suspension, but that didn't stop the Jags. They give up conditional picks in 2023
4: and 2024 for him. If they signed him to a long-term deal, he basically turns into a second. But Calvin Ridley's first three years in the NFL, he was a number one receiver. If he comes back and is anywhere near that, then this is a good value pick for the Jags. Lions trade
3: tight end TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. Uh, the Lions, um, they swap a fourth for a second. In 2023, and then they swapped fourths for 2024. This,
4: again, comes down to the Bradley Chubb thing. They just weren't willing to pay him, and then the Vikings needed a tight in, end because Irv Smith Jr. is out for an extended period of time with a bum ankle, and he's always hurt, so they're just going to plug him and let Irv Smith probably walk at the end of the year. The Bears sent a
3: second-round draft pick to Pittsburgh for wide receiver Chase Claypool.
4: That's the surprising one. We knew Claypool was, was on the, the block, but we were kind of thinking maybe Green Bay. We were thinking Dallas, someone that needed a weapon. Chicago just got done giving away their whole defense, but this has to just be... The rest of this year has to be the development of Justin Fields, who has looked much better in the last two weeks. They're using him better, and maybe now they actually got him a real weapon to try to grow and develop with him. So I I can see where that makes sense.
3: The Niners dealt running back Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins for a fifth rounder, and the Bills got running back Naheem Hines from the Colts for Zach Moss in a conditional sixth.
4: Yeah, got can catch the ball a little bit better out of the backfield, and uh, the, the Bills are scary good, and they just keep getting better. There. Is your hot five and five. A lot of
3: news today. Um, my God, the Nets. Let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up next on The Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash
4: recommend today. All right, well, <clears throat> there's Migos, by the way. Oh, that's okay. And that's the group. That's the group. Migos. Yes. Okay. Uh, What are the other two? Offset and... Uh, Huevo is the other one. Yeah, you this is stir-fry. <laughs> yes, of
3: course. I know this is on your playlist. Bryce Harper just went a yard. Did he really? Um, was Is it wrong that I you and, love him? I he's, he's great. I oh, feel he's going ballistic. I'm so. starting to like yeah, he's great. I'm starting to like and ours. if he carries them to a title over the cheating
4: astros, legendary hero. American hero. And I I just I never thought I'd live to see the day where I said that I like Bryce Harper. At one point. He was high on my ultimate sports douche list, and he's still a douche. But I find him to be a lovable douche. I, I well, want. He's be- kind of he's kind of leaned into it, you know. Yeah. Like
3: unlike um, LeBron, you know, like he's a, got some similarities to LeBron in that he was crowned very early, sixteen, and there's a lot of pressure that goes with that, man. Yeah. That's not easy, and it's kind of cool to see guys actually live up to that. Yeah. And LeBron has. And they're both good off the field. They're good in the community. Like, and Harper has, but he needs these postseason moments, yeah. you know, kind of take it to the next level. And he's kind of having that right now. I'll tell you if, you're right. He's kind of leaning into the douchiness. You know, you got the headband
4: and the <laughs> eye black. If he played for the Mets he or he's
3: the Mariners—
4: great.
2: He would be my favorite player in baseball. You know what he is? He's a vibe. <laughs> yes. He's a vibe. And he kind of won I'm me here over here when when he charged the mound against the Giants. I'm like, you know what? He's not just gonna talk about it, he's gonna be about it. I, I kind of respected that.
4: I just it's the damnedest thing. Like he just he, going yard there against the Astros, he makes me smile. I can't quit you, Bryce Harper. I can't, to, uh, can't quit you. Two to nothing
3: Phillies, bottom of the first. Um, okay. So where were we? Oh, the Nets. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so we Okay, Steve Nash and the Nets, Nets agreed to part ways today. <laughs> Which is code for, you're fired. I love when they agree Oh, but to, dude, they, you know that guy wanted out of there. Hell yeah. Steve. He's like, you, you can have your clown show. I'm done. Totally. I feel like that's what he was doing when he was getting kicked out the other night. He was like, please, for the love of God, Just fire God.
4: me. <laughs> I'm finished.
3: So that is not shocking. I think what's shocking about... Well, what's interesting is why it's just happening now. Like, KD wanted the coach fired in the offseason. Why are you, Why did you wait seven games into the season just to well, Katie, prove some sort of point? Yeah, KD wanted everyone
4: gone. I don't...
3: But was, so, why, so you knew... Look, Steve Nash, it's not like they were good last year with him. No. You know, it'd be one thing if they were good and you liked what Steve Nash was doing for the team. They sucked, right? So Steve Nash clearly wasn't getting through to the team. Why did you stick with Steve Nash... When Kevin Durant wanted Steve Nash... Kevin Durant runs that organization, whether Sean Marks likes it or not. Yeah. And the owner likes it or not. That That's your guy. But did
4: they get Steve Nash simply because they felt like they could walk all over him? Because yes. remember when he got hired, there was the, well, there's not one coach. We have three yes, coaches. Yes, he was... Again, KD yeah. has made all of these decisions. But Udoka was a, an assistant there, right? They That's why they... Okay, so now
3: they're going to get Ime Udoka, who was suspended for, uh, by the Celtics for violating you know team protocols. Well, that story. We haven't really gotten much
4: detail about that. No, the only stuff that kind of leaked out and the, the story that was out there, which seems to be the one that most people are running with, although again, it's a little bit of speculation because no one will really talk about it on the record. So he was sleeping with two married Boston uh, executives, people in the, the organization. The Celtics found out about it and said, hey, knock it off. He didn't knock it off. And then allegedly he was after one gal said, Hey, I'm I'm done, we're not doing this anymore, he kept he kept on trying to pursue her, including inappropriate messages and, and texts. And if, if that turns out to be true, they, they say that the, the Nets are vetting the circumstances around Ime Udoka. If those are even remotely true, should he be getting, should he be getting a job? Like in light of like the Mer- the Merritt Paulson thing yeah. and the Timbers and the Me Too movement, is that not a little weird?
3: It's a lot weird. I mean, Boston thought it was awful enough that he was suspended for a year. Yeah, and most people thought he had coached his last game. Yes, in Boston, but they for some reason didn't fire him. Well,
4: a lot of the supposedly it was going to be a lawyer up sort of thing, and that maybe something like this would come along, and it just yeah. remember Boston is not. He's still under a contract with the Celtics, and they are not requiring any compensation. They're, yeah, like, they're going to hey, let him go. They're like you want him. Here, Here, go so, so
3: that yeah. I mean, it's and he like, took him to
4: the finals. I go
3: back to the Matt Barnes thing, where Matt Barnes is kind of a skeezy dude, right? Yes, and he gets on there. He's like, "Look, <laughs> I, I am really sorry that I backed Ime Udoka when if this first came out because I've heard the details now, and it's so bad that I, I'm backing away." Matt Barnes yes, said that.
4: Multiple people that had defended him immediately came out the next day when apparently insiders heard the whole story, and they all just unanimously backed away. And now the Nets are like, "Come on, come on, let's." Let's put the, the, the arms around you. Come
2: come coach this team. I mean it's crazy. But so if the Nets want him bad enough, how come they're Boston's not trying to get something out of him?
4: Because Boston just wants him gone. I think Boston Then why not just
2: fire yeah. him instead of suspending him? Well, yeah. I that's think maybe true. it's
4: a money thing. I, I don't
3: know. I think you're they, right that it's a it's a legal legal thing situation. Yes. And so maybe their lawyers are all like, look, if you get email over to Brooklyn, let's just wipe our hands of this. And yeah, we'll, we're just you know done. what I mean? Maybe maybe that's what it is behind closed doors with Boston. But it's just, so so now you've got the, the anti-Semite on the team yeah. that has stepped in it so many times, they're now saying he will not talk to the media.
4: I do enjoy, too, that, again, let me just point out his, his wonderful anti-Semitism. Um, the, the NBA collectively booted Myers Leonard for being anti-Semitic, and they won't even mention Kyrie Irving's name. Like, when the NBA like releases a statement, it's like, we reject hate in all forms. But we're not going to mention Kyrie Irving. The owner is coming out and speaking against him, but no one's actually going to do anything about Kyrie Irving. But, yeah, so we got that. That's, that's, that's a wonderful piece there for the Nets. So you've got him,
3: Kyrie, and apparently that's all just fine. We'll just I guess, I don't know, they're kind of stuck with him, right? He yeah. stepped in it so much they can't really move him. No. And then KD wants to be moved, and they don't trade him. And then KD says, okay, fine, if you're not going to trade me, fire the coach. And then they don't do that, but now they do. Yeah. And then they go and replace that guy with the guy who, I mean, what, what do we call Ime Udoka? Like, I don't even know how to describe his transgressions, right? Like, what? what, I what, I, what uh, problematic behavior coach Ime Udoka. With right, like uh, an adulterer, uh, I, uh,
4: is there sexual look, assault involved? Well, unwanted uh, well, when, advances. Like, we we know uh, in a, we know adulterer, which whatever that happens. Welcome to the world of professional sports, but it's the subordinate thing, and then it's the language and the pictures when someone doesn't want it. That's uh, sexual harassment, dude. and you would think in today's day and age that that would make you a little toxic for a while. Not in the nets. Well, uh, I thought
2: case. I thought one of the one of the two affairs was with like a staffer, but the other was with like a VP's wife. That's right. Well, and I mean, that was and that was that was really no bueno. Well, they
4: were both married, uh, correct? And, but both were. one was high up, and he was obviously pissed about it. And I think that's the one allegedly where the the Celtics told him to knock it off, and he didn't knock it off. Okay, so could you make the case? Could you make this case
3: that yes, that's really bad. And and we should all like Ime Udoka is a bad guy. Yeah, but could you make the case that that is not grounds for um, him to be rehired? Like he he can be rehired, right? It, what what are you going to do, like blackballing from the whole league for that? Look, and, and as long as it as long as it wasn't. So I'm, I'm not predatory. trying to defend the Nets, but yeah, I can see it, as why as they as would was, say this.
4: As long as it wasn't predatory, and he was using his position of power to force you know, kind of force this, you know, one of those, like, power dynamics, Harvey Weinstein casting couches. If this was just an affair or two, and the problem was is they were both married executives, yes, I could see where the Nets do some mental gymnastics, and they say, we don't care. He can coach defense, and my God, our defense is terrible. So let's do it. You would just think that a team like the Nets, who's been through so much, would be a little, like... You just got done firing Steve Nash. You're an absolute mess. You're two and five. You got the whole Kyrie Irving thing. You would think that they would want to bring in, I, I, I don't mean to do this to him, but remember when Washington brought in Ron Rivera? Not that Ron Rivera was a, a bad coach. But why did they bring in Ron Rivera? Because he was viewed as a very stable guy that you could put up in a microphone and, and be like, look, we understand we've, we've had some problems in our organization, but... This is the face of it. We're we're trying to put this thing in in, in a good space and, and culture and move forward. I assume that the Nets would do something like that. Would go out and get like a, a strong leader that you can put up there and say, hey, we're going to do things the right way. With all the drama, imagine what happens when Adoke uh, has to do his first press conference. There, could be. It's not going to be hey about the defense. Hey about the two and five record. It's going to be about. Uh, excuse me. Can we talk about why the hell you were. Suspended by the Celtics, but not fired. And then, like, you're just adding more logs onto the chaos fire. And it just is baffling to me. This isn't even to mention the Ben Simmons situation. Yes, that you have a star player that refuses to shoot <laughs> and appears to be 100% mentally so, broken.
3: So, Ime's got to come in. He's got to answer all those questions, like you said. Then he's got to deal with his anti Semite point guard, followed by the Ben Simmons situation, followed by the KD, the star player, the best player on the team. I guess he wants him, so that's good. Yeah. KD wants Udoka. That's why they're going after Udoka, because he was an assistant there. Yes. For the for the year. But that guy had requested a trade. Yes. So he's not happy. No one is. So how are you going to deal with like why even hire Ime Udoka like is can anybody fix that is my question.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, if Ime Udoka can turn this around, I'm guessing that there's a lot of organizations that are gonna be like, dude, you sleep with whoever you want to <laughs> And you straighten this thing out. This is the the task of all tasks. And I look, I get it. Someone was going to hire Ime Udoka eventually. Like, the, the guy can coach, right? You saw what he did in Boston, and I know there's not a huge sample, but dude, that guy is going to get a job somewhere. You just would have thought that maybe it would have had to die down a little bit or that it might have been a while or kind of, you know, maybe go through the ranks again. It just is surprising the Nets are jumping right on it, but... I guess it shouldn't surprise us because, well, it's the Brooklyn Nets.
2: I think they're thinking of it as like lucky found money that, listen, this is a coach who in his first year took a team to the finals and no one else will touch him. So if we're willing to overlook this thing, we're getting a better deal than anybody else is.
4: Well, I think it just says something they're that desperate, the, the Nets are a garbage Definitely organization, desperate. right? That are a total mess. And what do we think of Boston? Boston is a very good organization, seemingly well-run, uh, right? Like just two reputations couldn't be any different. One franchise wants nothing to do with him, and the other one just gobbles him up. I think that's all you need to know. That says it all. You're right. You know,
3: so. Or maybe it's just a sentence. Maybe this is his punishment. <laughs> he has to coach. At Boston, you have to go coach Kyrie Irving. <laughs> and Ben Simmons. And, and Ben know,
4: Simmons. The amazing thing is they're 2-5, and five, one of the worst teams in the league, and they have two guys that are scoring 33 and 30 points a game. Is there any
3: way they get it together?
4: They got good players. Yeah, man. there's a way. 100%. This is a. this is So a, the Nets. This okay. is a players league. So let's
3: say they get it together and they actually make some noise mm-hmm. in the East. I don't know about when at all, but they, they you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. Does Sean Marks,
4: should he get credit for that? Yeah. Yeah, he should. I mean, look, you are what you, you put on the floor. And if the Nets can get this thing pointed in the right direction and, and, You know, look, if they do, then you know who's going to get the credit for it. It Be the guy on the the sidelines. Then, yeah, you should get credit for for hiring him. I don't think there's any way they get it straightened out. I don't necessarily think so either, but I remember that Kevin Durant, and without Ben Simmons, and without Kyrie Irving, and a fat, one-legged James Harden, was one toe away from probably winning an NBA championship or at least getting to an NBA finals.
3: I read today that... And that's true. They had the one playoff series win, Kyrie and... This is year four of Kyrie and KD together. Is it year four? Year four. The first year, I think, uh, they were all hurt, right? Yeah. Remember that? Or KD was hurt. They've won one playoff series, and they have played together in 51 games.
4: (laughs) That's it. In four seasons, three-plus seasons. 51! It it is of all the super teams, there's never been anything. This is
3: what you get when you turn over a franchise to a star player. Yeah, like Kevin Durant. This is what you get, and I hope to God it goes up even into even. Right. Bigger flames. <laughs> I really do because I hate Kyrie Irving so much. I do too. KD, he's exposed. He exposed himself a long time ago, dude. All that, all you had to do was st- sit in Golden, swallow your ego, okay. sit in Golden State, and win r- ring after ring after ring. And dude, you'd be w- considered one of the all-time greats. But he couldn't even do that. Nope. He's that dumb. And now Kyrie Irving is doing all this BS. Ime Udoka's an awful guy, dude. I could not want a franchise to
4: to,
0: fall to flame out
4: more than they already are, than the Nets. Do you think the Knicks, who went all in trying to get these two, do you think the Knicks, for all of their shortcomings, are just sitting around thinking to themselves, oh, my God, we dodged a bullet? Probably. Because if this had landed in New York, and now Brooklyn would be the same thing.
3: Or they've got a GM that's sitting over there. It's like, oh, I would have done. I, I would have won so many titles <laughs> with them. The Nets don't know what they're doing. They Give go. me Durant and Kyrie. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but I tell you what, those two are making it f- sort of like
4: you they're really good. Yeah. But no one wants them. No, there's never been a team that's this talented, that's this bad. Like with LeBron, you put up with
3: like, look, LeBron's going to run the show, yeah, and his agency's going to run the show. But for for the bulk of his career, you put up with that, right? You would kill for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are going to be problems, There's going to be drama. He might get a couple coaches uh, turfed, but mm-hmm. it's LeBron. Yeah, KD with- thinks he's that, but it's not. And I love that. I hope he realizes, and I love that it's that this is happening. To show him, dude, this is. You can't just. Yeah, you are greatness. You, but you are, but you're not are, LeBron, you're man. Not LeBron. And look at what's happening when you try to put crap together. Yeah. Disaster.
4: It is true. I mean, there's a lot of guys that want to be KD, or excuse me, want to be LeBron, and uh, as good as they are, they're just not. This is why. You can hate him all you want. Give yeah. LeBron credit. Oh, I, wherever that donkey has gone. I know. I hate like, to because I can't stand yeah, him. He's but an ass. He's but fantastic. Wherever he's gone. It's, it's worked. To Miami, to Cleveland, back to L.A. You can say what you want about him. He has brought a championship ring to every one of those places.
3: Also funny what's happening with them right now, though, too. you <laughs> yes. you got to admit. But they got one. But they did win a title. They got theirs. All right. Why is it such a big deal if a player takes off his helmet? We'll touch on that and some other NFL Week 8 musings coming up next, but first Buck with Sports Center. Okay, picture this.
1: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better
0: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
3: All right. Oregon was number eight in the first college football playoff rankings. that came out today. So one, you're a fan of TCU at some point uh, losing somewhere along the line, the big 12, they've already played their toughest games yet. Or, or so, toughest game so far. They've already gone through the toughest part of their schedule, but they will have to play in the Big Twelve title game, and they could stumble in these last three or four games too. So we don't know. But you you want to root against them. You're a big Notre Dame fan against Clemson this weekend. Otherwise, Clemson's got a path, um, and still may have a path even if they lose that game. You're a fan. We determined of Georgia just obliterating everybody and being the top seed in that tournament, and you're a fan of LSU or Ole Miss beating Alabama one or the other in the next two weeks. And preferably Ole Miss, although they're both right behind you in the college football playoff standings, but they both have two losses. So yeah.
4: Your biggest your biggest fear in, the, in this whole thing is the fact that there is potential to have an Ohio State-Michigan team have one loss, not being to another highly ranked team, and that's it. And same thing down in SEC country. You could conceivably have a one-loss Georgia, one-loss Tennessee, you, your nightmare scenario is: What if Alabama runs the table and wins the SEC, leaving Tennessee and Georgia both with one loss, and Alabama with one loss? It's just well, I was just trying to paint the picture of what you want to have happen, yeah. and you need a lot to you have need a lot happen. Yeah. You need so a lot of help.
3: Those are the immediate things. I also think you you are a USC fan until you play them yeah, in, in the Pac-12 win. Uh, title game. They're ninth, so Oregon's eighth in the College Football Playoff rankings. USC is ninth. I think you want USC to run out, uh, win the table. Or, Run the table until yeah. the Pac 12 title game and then you can hopefully you beat them and also nice too that looks U- like a better win. That
4: Utah's up there, so that would give you, you know, two big quality wins. And you got to win at Oregon State and they're in the top twenty five. Yeah. So it, it sets up well that you might end up actually having a pretty good resume when this is all said and done. The lone, you know, spot on there, as you said, is the what, forty six point defeat. And you said in the in the history of the College football playoff, the worst defeat for a one loss team to get in was like twenty three, right? twenty four. Twenty four. So there was one team, yeah. Notre Dame lost by twenty four to Clemson after already having beaten
3: them. In, in that right? was twenty twenty, and then uh, Georgia lost by twenty three to Auburn in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so some, yeah. Some, some, some... And the Ducks lost by forty six. So a... that's what I'm saying. Like you got a lot of things that need to happen. Heady, let's root for all of them. Okay, there you go. So the DJ Moore situation we have yet to talk about, and that was the uh, who knew the game of the weekend and the NFL last weekend was going to be Carolina Atlanta.
4: It was a great game.
3: Well, that's what I said, was saying. It the yeah, game of the weekend. It, yeah. was, it was awesome. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. When I had money on it, too, so that helped. Even though, like, I
4: don't know. Who cares? Falcons. <laughs> that's the beauty <laughs> hey, of the NFL. That game was for first place. I know. You, I you know. want to talk about something that the NFL is a weird thing? That The Carolina Panthers, yes, that Carolina Panther team that fired Matt Rule, that got rid of McCaffrey, uh, that what? They got rid of, who was the receiver? Robbie Anderson. Apparently, Brian Burns could be had for the right price, although supposedly the Rams offered two ones, and they said no. If they had beaten Atlanta, and they should have beaten Atlanta, your first place team in the South would have been those Carolina Panthers. Instead, it's my Atlanta
3: Falcons, my Dirty Birds, (laughs) Mariota, comeback player of the year. Who tried to lose that game. Well, he threw the he threw the pick that cost the pick. him the game, but Carolina just missed the, yeah. the field goal guy, again. We don't, we don't want it. So why is it such a big deal if a player takes his helmet off? Because if you didn't see it, DJ Moore caught this unbelievable catch at the end of the game yep. to tie it up, and then he got a penalty for taking his helmet off, which pushed the kick back, and the kicker missed the extra point. Then it goes to overtime, and they
4: blow it again. He missed like a th- the the, the thirty three yards, I think. The second one, the second one. The, so the the extra point ended up being forty eight because they. They they took the 15-yard penalty and enforced it on the kick. So he missed a 48-yarder, and then the Mariota pick uh, one that was a 33-yard field goal, and he missed it again. And then Atlanta went down and and kicked the field goal. Uh, You're not allowed to do it. Like I mean, why is it it, such a big deal, though? It's it's just it's been a forever rule. The my understanding, like when you read through it, is simply they say that it's a safety issue. There's no reason to have your helmet off uh, when you're when you're on the field. And it keeps the game going smoothly, and they don't want helmets thrown and like all the bits going everywhere. They have to stop and pick them up, and they also don't want any confrontation where a player has his helmet off because then you could get into a you know if there's any sort of skirmish scuffle, you've got a guy out there with a with a yeah. helmet off.
2: Now Man. I'd also heard, and I don't know if it's true, that it's kind of an undertone from the league that players aren't bigger than the teams or the brands That's- that, they, that that they don't that they don't need. Yes. Obviously, you can see that guy with you know his face with his helmet off on his sideline. But for the most part, they want the football action to just remain football action.
4: That is definitely the, uh, what, the what would you say? It's a belief out there that that's the that's one of the reasons why. But obviously, that's not what the NFL says. But yes, they want the the the, the brand on the field to be bigger than the than the Indian individual. Look, it may be a stupid rule, but it's a rule across all football. And from the time you're ten years old, you know you can't take your helmet off. So I was listening. Who is that? Uh, the the Fox has that. Uh, God, I forget what it is with Joy Taylor and uh, LaShawn McCoy and a couple of those guys. It's some of these ex players trying to to give uh, DJ Moore a pass, saying that you get caught up in the moment and you know you can't control yourself. And it was the you know the biggest play of his career. How can be expected to 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 you know to not be in the moment there? I just think that's the biggest pile of crap. It's like you you know but you know that you know it, yeah. and I understand you're caught up in the moment. But there are hundreds of touchdowns scored, and this doesn't happen because everyone knows it's the one thing celebrating that you can't really do. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And you saw it on his face on the sidelines. I mean, you know that that is as bad a screw up as you could get. Now, how far was the extra point? Forty eight. With the, yeah, it yeah. went from,
2: from thirty three to, to forty eight with the penalty.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still ridiculous that mm-hmm. dumbass missed the kick and then he missed a chip shot you got to so, make one of those two. you got to make one of them. But at the same time, man, you made the best play of your career and you followed it up with one of, if not the dumbest move of yeah, your career.
3: Yeah, it is dumb. But I would say that I just think in celebration, you know, for celebrations, I don't see the big deal of a guy taking his helmet off. It
4: really? It's just not. No. And, and I also think that there's a little bit of like. Someone's saying Brian Cushing would like a word. Yeah. it's Why would he do? Remember, he headbutted without the helmet on. He got into I don't a, remember that. His helmet came off, and then he got into it with someone, and, and he basically <laughs> headbutted the guy without a without okay. a helmet. Well, that's his own fault. Busted it. So it's, you can say it's a dumb rule all you want, but it's a rule that everyone knows. Yeah, I just think it's
3: like, it's, it's a little bit of like, Keeping players under your thumb, too. Like, they
4: don't like the... But if you go back and you look at it, there were guys literally hucking their helmets, and then the helmet goes rolling, and the... the, What are you talking about? Like, before this was a rule, guys used to huck their helmets, like, in celebration. Yeah, that was a thing. And... Well, just tell him not, like, make that still a penalty. <laughs> like, it's not that it. big. This is not that hard. It's Look, not. if you want to
3: take your helmet off to show your awesome DJ more happy face because you made a great play, you can do that. Guess what? You're going to get a penalty, and you might even get a, a fine if you throw it. Yeah. Is that that hard? It's really not.
4: God. But you know what else isn't that hard? Don't take your helmet off.
3: No, I I get that. It's sc- a stupid play. I just I'm talking about the rule.
4: I know, but isn't it ridiculous that you, we can't expect you as a professional athlete to keep it under control to where well, you don't right. reach up and remove your helmet? Well, that's like when a guy
3: Well, that may even be worse than when like when a guy drops the ball before he crosses the goal line. Yes. You know, like how is it that you do this? Like you know you can- I mean, it's just not it just can't be hard. And I don't, yeah. I don't understand how we it see is. it
2: one time, and then the rest of the league doesn't stop. Like yeah. you know, exactly. with the dropping of the ball on the goal line, I would think no one would ever do right. that again for all eternity. And they and yet, do it a couple times a season. Yeah. Sure, it does. Know. It happens.
4: Well, I, it's it's one of my favorite things. Uh, my favorite lines is Kevin Hart does this in his uh, in his stand up where he's talking about you know he got caught into some you know some infidelity and got caught on on camera and doing some stuff and he always goes. Well, no one sets out to F up their life. No one wakes up in the morning and is like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to F up my life. Like, it's the same thing. No one sets out to drop the ball at the one. No one sets out to oh, remove your helmet. Of course. but These, these things happen because it is to, to defend LaShawn McCoy's ridiculous point a little bit about how you, know, you can't expect players to control themselves. There is a moment where, yes... In the midst of the hype, in the midst of the celebration, you just broke off a 60-yard touchdown run. You see the goal line. The last thing you're thinking about in that exact moment is you know, where the exact line is. You just know that there is the end zone. You look up in the crowd. You get caught up in the moment. Dumb things happen.
3: Yeah, see, but but
4: ninety nine percent of the time they don't, which is why the one percent of the time I think it's fair to point at a guy and being like, yeah, we understand why you did it. It still makes you a dumbass and it costs your team a game.
3: I think there's a difference between a keep, you know, like Frank Clark. Remember that penalty, the Chiefs? Yeah, in the play, like that is, dude, come on, that's inexcusable. Versus like you know, a, 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 key holding penalty or something. Sure. Right. They, that happens. Yeah. I don't think we should just say, Oh, just it happens. You drop, no cross the goal line before you drop the ball. Yeah. It's the same thing you're saying about the helmet. Yeah. You know, it's
4: a rule. I know you want to take it off. I know you're <laughs> excited. Guess what? Don't take it off. Yeah. Uh, something tells not me not hard. Something tells me he will never take off that helmet again. Cause he knows, he knows he's, he costs his team a, a, a game and, by the way, in that crappy division, he may have cost his, his team a playoff spot. Imagine if it comes down to Atlanta Gosh, and Carolina. What a
3: tough loss.
4: And you end up missing the playoffs as like a 8-9 nine, nine win team or whatever, and you miss because of that. And, and I get there's going to be a lot of football along the way, and you're not going to be able to point to just one thing. You know, games aren't won and lost on one play. That's as close to, <clears throat> to losing a game on one play as, as you, can, you can have. Although, you know, the kicker chumped a 33-yard extra point, basically, in overtime. So who's to say he wouldn't have bricked that one uh, had there not been a penalty?
3: All right, we'll uh, come back and wrap up the hour next with a few college football weekend leftovers on the fan.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward.
3: Buck, what
4: was that stat you had on McCullers?
3: Yeah, I just just saw a
2: stat that he had not allowed a home run on an off-speed pitch all season and has allowed three tonight. Whoops. Damn. Did he play all year, though?
3: Wasn't he hurt most of the season?
2: That's a good question. I don't know.
4: Uh, I couldn't tell you. I I feel like
3: he was hurt, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do (laughs) I You're the guy.
4: A couple of college football. Couldn't happen to a better guy. That's all I know. Who? McCullers, screw him. Uh, Why? Well, because he's an Astro. Uh,
2: yeah, it looks like maybe he only oh. he only threw 47 innings this yeah. season. Yeah, he only had eight starts.
4: Okay. so um, I will say, though, that with the McCullers and the entire Phillies roster, a lot of good hair happened in the World Series. More on the Phillies. Yeah, but as a bald man, I can appreciate a lot of uh, quality hair happening around
3: I'll tell you what, This man, World
4: Series. The Phillies got that look. Yeah. They got that look about them. Yeah, it happens, man. They got Eight, some magic. 87 wins, third in the division. The and,
3: bats are hot. And yeah. that NL East, it can't be stopped. Well, this is why I'm rooting for the Phillies. Except for the Mets.
4: Well, it's fine, right? So we had the uh, the Nationals won, and then we had a break because we had to have the Dodgers win, whatever. They bought one. And then the Braves, and then the Phillies, which means next year. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's bound to happen. It's let's go, Mets go. Come on. It's a guaranteed Mets World Series next year. All right. Well, that's going to be really disappointing, though, if the entire NL East wins a World Series but the Mets.
3: Well, it's it's well. Let, let's let the Phillies win first. How about that?
4: Well, have we seen like and so that'll be three in four years? Have we ever seen three teams from know. a division win a World Series in four I, years? I'm not sure. I mean, that's a it's kind of a
3: rarefied air. We'll let's go back and look that up. Uh, The college football weekend, wrapping that up, just a couple notes. uh, Did you see the message that went up on the uh, video board in Jacksonville after the Florida-Georgia game? Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. It read, and this was right on the video board, the big video board in that stadium. And there was another one on a building, I think, outside of Jacksonville after the NFL game. Was there not? Uh, That I don't know. I think there were two separate wonderful messages in Jacksonville.
3: And it was It read, Kanye was right about the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. How does that make the video board? I don't know. Good grief, man. I don't know. Did you see the Stanford tree has been suspended?
2: I feel like the Stanford
3: tree often gets in
4: trouble. Am I wrong about that?
2: They are always up to some sort of shenanigans, whether it's a he, she. I mean, I feel like they they rotate it every year. There's a different person in that. But they're always up to a little bit of no good.
3: Well, I feel like the band is also very. um,
2: Yes. controversial. They're irreverent.
3: Yes. So, the Stanford Tree, so no one was at the Stanford game. They played. Uh, Nobody. Who'd they play? Uh, who did they just play?
2: ASU. Is that right? Is that who they had? I think that might be I think correct. That, that's it. Wasn't it like 14 9 or something weird like that? It
3: was a very low scoring game. Anyway, the Stanford Tree had a sign during halftime when the band was playing that read Stanford hates fun. Uh,
4: yeah. Th- this is the mascot of Stanford. Of Stanford. What it well, look, well, I'm not saying that Stanford doesn't hate fun, but I'm gonna need a little more information. And yes, it was 15 to 14, and they defeated the mighty uh, it was Stanford one, Stanford one, Stanford beat them 15 14. Right. Um, yeah, so why would the Stanford tree
3: hold a sign reading Stanford hates fun? I don't know. Well, apparently, Stanford does hate fun because they are cracking down on all the parties on campus. Oh. This has become a big thing where everybody on campus feels like. Um, they can't have any fun anymore, and so it's this whole campus-wide thing. And so, for the Stanford tree to bring it out at the football game, where all five students that were at the football <laughs> game saw it, that's a bridge too far, apparently. So he has been suspended, or she,
4: whoever was. Yeah, in. yeah, we don't know tree. But in I guess the, in the tree, campus-wide,
3: the frats and everybody's like the the they've really poo pooed mm. some of the major parties that they like to throw every year, and yeah. all the cool stuff that college kids do.
2: You know, they don't they don't like that at Stanford. I mean, I know at Stanford, but. Partying kind of the point of college.
4: Well, and, 100%. And if the Stanford tree really has an issue with their school not having uh, any fun, might I point you to my university, Brigham Young University, because if there's a university that doesn't like fun, I don't think it's Stanford looking right uh, in the mirror here at BYU. I think we, collectively, the royal we, wouldn't you say that we would be the ultimate we don't like fun school? Yeah, probably. Right? But
3: I guess I guess it's a thing on campus there.
4: Um, yeah, I see the banner. It's a big banner, by it, the way. It looks yeah. like he had a couple dudes out there with him. And
3: well, I guess they've been putting these types of signs up all over campus. You know, kids have been. Yeah, it's it's a campus wide thing. Yeah, but we only saw it because,
4: well, the football game. Well, I didn't see it because I don't know about you, but I was not watching Stanford and ASU. I don't think you could get me to watch Stanford and ASU. And I hate to do this, but I'll be forced to watch portions of it i watch every oregon and oregon state game this is going to be a tough watch this weekend colorado well you can turn it off dude yeah it's going to be a skip through. i turn them off at halftime all the time well i do the record and then i have the jump ahead button and i jump ahead uh 15 seconds and you can you can get through a game in uh in, in a very short period of time dude, I got better things to do than watch oregon put up
3: another 40 and <laughs> in, in a half on colorado it's gonna be bad come on
4: I want to see him score oh, 75.
3: One Colorado note, real quick before we go. There, did you see the lineman that got the underwear deal? The, yes, N- the NIL deal? The Colorado
4: lineman. For underwear. It's fantastic. I'm gonna buy some of that underwear simply due to that guy. I want to give that company. I feel like that guy was you in college. I want you know, well, he's Am got he's got better hair than I do, but BYU wouldn't let me grow a mullet. yeah, that that man is is of my heart. And I feel like I want to support the company that had the uh, the vision to make him their first college uh, football player endorser. And they did a little, uh, f- well, multiple photo shoots with him, and it's it's just wonderful. Yeah, his
3: name's Tommy Brown. And, yeah, you need to see the photo. <laughs> so they've got him just in the skivvies, you know. Yeah, there's, doing... there's one on a motorcycle drinking some, like, Bush Light. And he looks like Big Souk. But with the mullet. Like the big suit back in college, <laughs> yes. like with a mullet.
4: It's a very similar body to what I was rocking in the college days. And yeah. he had, I think his quote was something along the lines of when you have a body this beautiful, it's made to be shared. And I believe I've uttered that statement multiple times. Like I, mean, I said, it's, it's you. It's, you got you offensive linemen are all the same. It's amazing. <laughs> you cut from the same
3: cloth. There was uh I mean, didn't we hire uh Will Ortner? He's Will. like He's basically a younger version of you. Kind of a mini-souk. He
4: is a mini-souk. They put a stop to this before we ever really got going, but um, me and a couple of the guys, we thought it'd be funny to make an old lineman calendar. You know, this was back where they didn't have, like, the fancy ones that you could put together, but you could send in your photos, and they would just make you these cheap little calendars. And we thought it would be funny to make calendars I think I think our title John Skiba came up with that it was going to be the big beautiful offensive lineman of Brigham Young and we thought we'd make it just like 20 of them to hand out to like you know family just as like a joke and we would take like we took like one of the photos was like me in the shower but like you're covering everything up like a side view right and you're doing some sort of dumb flex and another guy like with a helmet strategically placed so we took like, we had like five or six of these that were done. And then it got back to the coaching staff. And let me tell you, they put an end to that thing so freaking fast. I mean, it, it just, they dropped the, like threats, like keep this up, see what happens. There will be no more of this. And we're like, we haven't done anything. We're just taking like joke vote. Nope. <laughs> like delete it. You're done. None of that jazz. They did not have a sense of humor about it. All right. The club is coming up next
3: on the fan.